Welcome to the Startup Competitors Podcast, where we talk with early stage entrepreneurs to understand what information they use to inform product roadmap, strategy, and market differentiation. Welcome to the podcast. Today we have Lindsay Chepkema, who's the founder and CEO of Casted. And we also have Adam Paterino, who's the co-founder of Product and Technology. Lindsay, Adam, welcome to the show. Thank you. So yeah. good to be here. Thanks for having us. And I got those both right. Is that, you no, did. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Tell us about Casted. Who wants to give the pitch? I'll I'll start off and you can add in whatever you want, Adam. So so Casted is a B2B podcasting platform. So here we are on a podcast. So this should be familiar to everyone listening in some way, shape, or form. And basically, you know, the, the whole premise is that podcasting takes investment of time and or money. It's it's work. And if you do it right, you create some really, really great content. But really, quite often, a lot of value is left on the table. It's left on the cutting room floor, so to speak, because a show is created, it's published, it's uh, promoted on social media a little bit, and then you're on to the next because that's the nature of content marketing. I can speak from personal experience because that's my life. That's my past life is as a content marketer with a B2B podcast. And what we're aiming to do is to create a platform that really helps you wring out that really rich content and say, okay, don't just stop with a great show. Wring it out and create more value, more content. Go back, make it easier to resurface, repurpose that great content that you already created and to get more value out of it on behalf of your brand. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that I would add to that is when we looked at the market and the space... We saw that podcasting is obviously growing. It is a fantastic content medium. And like most things, the consumer side of it is, is leaps and bounds ahead of the business side. So we looked at how do businesses and how our business is starting to use the podcasting format uh, and how can we help them get more out of that. One of the problems that we saw was the statistics around downloads and subscribers really doesn't lend itself very well to a business environment, especially if you're reporting to someone and that person is asking, hey, we're providing budget towards this podcasting content. What are we getting out of it? So we're kind of out to, as Lindsay said, prove the value of of podcasting and and in a way provide some ROI metrics and, and give marketers an understanding of how their content is being used and how it's influencing uh, their customers. Can I ask some quick questions about that? Yeah. Explain to me the difference between B2B podcasting and B2C podcasting. For sure. So as as someone who has spent my career in B2B marketing, it's just different. The numbers are different. How you're measured is different. Why you're doing it is different. Specifically speaking out of a podcast, it's not purely for entertainment. Whereas a lot of B2C podcasts, it's, it's to entertain. The whole purpose is to grow your audience and to get them coming back and subscribing and listening to more and more shows. And possibly from there, there's some additional interactions. um, And I'm I'm obviously oversimplifying B2C podcasts, but the metrics are different. The purpose is different. And also how it's promoted is different because when you have a B2B podcast, yes, you care about audience size. Yes, you care about reaching the right people and making sure that they're coming back. But I also had a sales team that I wanted to make sure, one, the show was providing value to them, and two, in doing so, that they knew that it existed, (laughs) how to use it, when to use it, where to use it. Um, And then I also had my external audience that I wanted to not only listen, but understand that it was on behalf of my brand and come back and interact with my brand. 
So not only raise brand awareness, but interact with my brand, interact with other content that I have um, and come take other actions to get to know us better. And then again, close that loop with sales. So it has different different purpose. There's kind of more to it. Therefore, your metrics are different. Um, your overall why is different. And so, yeah, that's we're looking to provide more substance and more um, actionable insights for marketers behind the podcasts. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I've seen with, with marketers who have podcasts um, is their audiences use that content differently. Um, with an entertainment podcast or a news podcast, right? Your, your audience is going for oftentimes a like returning visit. They're listening routinely. When, when people are interacting with marketing content in a B2B environment, you have to think like this person's going out to make a purchase. So if you are a company like Salesforce, your podcast is among other content that's there to help someone understand that you're the market leader in the space. So you'll have white papers, tons and tons of blog posts and podcasts sitting alongside together so that anyone who's researching Salesforce or considering Salesforce as a part of the Salesforce family, they're establishing that market leadership. Uh, and making it a no-brainer of a purchase or, or perhaps showing expertise. So when we think about the content in that context, we have to figure out how we relate a different medium, um, literally rich media, with written content. Uh, and that can be a challenge for marketers today with the existing podcasting tools out there. You'd also mentioned ways that Casted could provide more value. Can you give some examples of the different types of new value that you guys can create? Of course. So when you're a B2B content marketer, one thing that everyone knows but has a hard time doing oftentimes is uh, going back and repurposing that content. So there's so much on your plate. There's so much to do. Bandwidth is thin or non-existent. Resources are thin or non-existent. So it's next, 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 ship it, ship it, ship it, ship it. And we all know that you should be going back and repurposing and reusing and looking at what's performing well and leaning back into it or what's not performing well, but needs to be because it's a key part of your strategy. But who has time to do that, right? So one of the things that we're looking at solving with Casted is making it easier for marketers to go back specifically to the podcast they've already created and say, okay, how can I reuse these? How can I resurface these? How can I pull elements from past shows and reuse them again? And the way that that comes to fruition through actual functionality is things like transcription. That's all in one platform. You can search every single show that you've had uh, or you've created over the last year or several years and search for keywords or terms or ways that you've labeled them or tagged them so that you can reach back into that existing content and look for ways to reuse it. Um, whether that's reusing the audio content in a different way, or even just resurfacing existing content, or reaching back into transcriptions and saying, how can I use the written version of this content that I've captured? And just making it easier and smoother for the marketer to go back and and do that. Right. And I think a couple other points I would add to that is, we're asking marketers to think differently about the podcasting content. You wouldn't have your blog hosted on Medium because it's such an amazing... Exclusively hosted ex- on Right, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's such an amazing source for SEO value, right? And podcasting actually is as well, especially as Google starts opening up its search algorithms to consider podcasting by including both the transcript and the audio file on your website to be accessible to people who are researching you. You're 
gaining a lot of SEO cred. Um, and that's one of the things that we can add value with is just by automating that process rather than, you know, paying for additional transcription services and then posting that on your website and going through, you know, 10 extra steps to get it there. We can actually bring that credibility to you with just a few simple actions. Love it. Thanks. Hit me with some current status uh, of the business. That could be any kind of vanity metric you guys want to share. So for somebody who's listening, they have a good idea of where you are on the journey. Are you still two people in a garage or you have a hundred employees? Where where are you at? (laughs) (laughs) Just past that. (laughs) Yeah. Early. Very early. We are part of the High Alpha Venture, Venture Studio, which is phenomenal. They fostered the idea, brought it to fruition, and brought us on board. And so it's myself. And then Adam is one of the co-founders. And Zachary Ballinger is number three. Um, So the three of us started it, and we're growing. So as we sit here, we have one, two-ish other employees. (laughs) By the time this goes live, uh, he'll be on board. And we're growing. Growing in team, growing in customers, growing in users. And that's... Yeah, we're early stage growth going out for seed funding later this year. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, we're to the point where at the recording of this podcast, we are mits determining what is our criteria for launch. Could be this Friday, could be <laughs> next Friday. <laughs> uh, and I mean, that's where we are. We've done some beta testing. We've, like Lindsay mentioned, we're, we're already acquiring uh, early customers and we're working with lots of marketers in the space to provide as much feedback as we can. But uh, we're 90 days into this, you know, crazy roller coaster and kind of spinning towards the edge of, oh, we don't have any more money. <laughs> uh, so balancing that with you know, potentially going out for funding as soon as we can mm-hmm. uh, to keep, you know, the train moved along. Yep. Um, so it's, it's very crazy, but very fun mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Awesome. You guys are handling it well. <laughs> <laughs> it helps. Honestly, if I can just add on to that, like, it is so imperative to do this with people, with the right people. And I mean, it's been 90 days, but this, I mean, we, we talked about this like triad, Zachary's not here. I'm like acting like he's here, but this, this trio, this triad that we have, and it, it wouldn't be what it is right now if it weren't, you know, for this team and the, um, the relationship that we have and the shared focus that we have and the shared passion. That's a word that we use a lot that we have. It's, you know, this is a show all about startups and, and that I, that is such a critical piece of the puzzle. Yeah. I mean, one of the fortunate things that we've found is we've faced conflict early that allowed us to come together. And a lot of teams, it's very easy that conflict can get to a point where it makes trust difficult or you run into a situation where you're starting to question the people on your team or uh, that conflict can drive you together. Every time we've come across a difficult decision, we've found ourselves on the same footing and treating each other with kindness and a respect that has allowed us to really take large risks and trust that we're, even if we kind of stumble, we're all pick ourselves up together and move along. So it's been an amazing experience to kind of grow together in that. And we're excited to see where, you know, that strength will take us for sure. Absolutely. Awesome. (laughs) When you think about competitors for Casted, who comes to mind? You know, we talked about this a little bit before the show as we were prepping. Um, and I think... In the green room. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. It's lovely here. Right. Thank, Thank you. you. The yeah, LaCroix is abundant. Yes. <laughs> you know, I, I think we kind of talked about it being twofold. And I will say at risk of sounding, you know, pretending that we're on Shark Tank or something, the competition as we know it is not 
direct. It's not like, well, there's this company doing the exact same thing that we are. I'm sure it's happening. You know, I'm sure that that's it's starting to bubble up. But as far as things that are already in the market space, that's a big part of why we're doing this is the the need and the the lack of this. I've, I've experienced it firsthand, the need for this, this sort of technology. That said, there are definitely, there's kind of, two paths that we can take here. One is that there are lots of point solutions. I mean, you can go here. We, here we are on a podcast right now and you yep. have your tech stack. Like there's myriad ways to record it, to edit it, to transcribe it, to promote it, to clip it, to share it, so on and so forth. But they're all in different places and which one's best and how do you use them all together and how do you use them all together efficiently, especially if you're part of a team as part of a brand and you're trying to work together and collaborate and collaborate possibly with an agency or multiple agencies. Um, Again, kind of going back to what's different about B2B, um, there's usually more players involved. So that's one area of competition is like the, the tools the separate tools that people are already using. And we're aiming to pull a lot of those together. And then the other one really is the fact that we're going into new territory. So we're introducing and educating a lot. You know, we're coming in and we're talking to marketers and saying, hey, this is a thing. And so we're having to start conversations and educate on on how and why this helps overcome challenges. And that investment in it is is something that's that's critical and that's part of creating really great content that and driving value from it. So yeah, having to open up that new space has kind of been its own competitor. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's definitely challenging. I mean, you see brands are either all in on podcasting or they're like, well, why would I do a podcast? And us, we have a, a really strong belief that a podcast first strategy creates the best, most genuine, authentic content for marketers. I mean, if, if you look at having a conversation with someone and what you can pull out of that for blog posts and for pull quotes into your white papers or for customer testimonials or even just having a, a conversation with a prospect and learn what their needs are truly, listening to what their needs are, rather than just having a, a traditional sales cycle where they may feel unheard. That's an amazing strategy to just generate really good content um, and really good understanding between you and your customers. And so as we start seeing, you know, podcasting, both because of the popularity of the medium, but also the success of the content come out, you're seeing those early adopters start to try to understand how best to produce this content. Most of the tools that are out there today serve a lot of these entertainment podcasts or hobbyist podcasts. And so they're struggling to help businesses with the things that matter to them most. Uh, You can think of uh, simple things like what are metrics that I can actually bring to my boss to explain the marketing influence? How is it affecting our sales funnel? Um, how are we sharing it in a trackable way with certain individuals to see how they're engaging with our content? How do we embed this next to and alongside all of our other content? And so by being able to solve some of those problems, we're showing a lot of value but we're also still being compared to other podcasting tools. Mm-hmm. And because they're built for a, a consumer market, they're priced cheaply. Right. Uh, and so as we're trying to offer a business solution, we want to position ourselves as a, a premium tool. But being compared to a very small monthly budget makes that difficult. And so what we're trying to do is have that conversation at the next level. Well, maybe don't tell us about your podcasting budget, but what's your overall content marketing budget? And how can we take a larger portion of that uh, to bring positive ROI uh, out of this tool? 
This episode is brought to you by Full Stack PEO. Most founders start companies because they figured out a better way to solve a problem or serve a need, not because they love tracking payroll, filling out compliance forms, and explaining employee benefits packages. And yet, all that stuff still has to be done. That's why there's Full Stack PEO. Full Stack PEO specializes in turnkey HR for emerging companies, not just those core services, but advice and expertise that help founders maximize employee potential. Curious? Find out more at fullstackpeo.com. This is the portion of the show where I get to ask a bunch of uneducated questions about your market. Fire away. Um, <laughs> and you don't need exact numbers. I'm just totally interested in back of the napkin math. How, like how how many of, well, maybe we'll go this way. What size company are you thinking of when you think of a B2B company that should or could have a podcast? Like what's the threshold that would move them into that space? Yeah, I, I think we look at it as like their willingness to invest in podcasting, which is kind of a non-answer. So that could be a smaller company who considers podcasting important. We've seen that with uh, companies where the founder is intimately involved in, in having their own podcast. And they, and they understand it's a way to literally be the voice of their brand. Like perhaps startup competitors. Maybe perhaps like maybe. that. <laughs> Which, by the way, we'll be talking to you after the show. Yeah. Um, right on. <laughs> I'm game. I like beta. <laughs> exactly. So because of that, right, there's there's more heart in it uh, and a willingness to basically spend money on, on that. And then... Traditionally, after that, you start seeing larger, more mid-sized cap companies. So in your mid-cap, especially in, in SaaS and technology, they're looking to compete. Uh, we see our sweet spot right now in marketing technology. Um, it's such a crowded market that a podcast is an amazing way to differentiate yourself. Once you get up to the very large cap, you end up starting to see podcasting play more of a branding aspect. So what happens is if you are a very big name that everybody knows about, you're creating a podcast, actually more similar to like an entertainment podcast where um, you're basically just creating something that at the end of the day, mostly consumers are listening to um, rather than something that you're using to speak directly to your prospects yeah. uh, to acquire new business. I would say to that too, um, we're also seeing a lot of internal podcasts, especially at some of those mm -hmm. really large companies, yeah. but also at some very small companies. We've talked to a couple that are very, very small that have an internal podcast. I also ran into one that was using a podcast to communicate with their investors. So instead of doing like a big, heavy print, isn't that awesome? Um, like yeah, like, yeah. A, like a deck or some, but like they're, they're doing this and they're recording, they're talking about the business and they're giving updates. And I totally do that. I yeah. know, right? Yeah, we'll be stealing that as well. Yeah. Um, so you <laughs> heard it, you heard it from guys. me. Yeah. It's not actually from me. It was, it's an idea that I stole as well. But so there's, there's a lot of different ways to use podcasting. Everybody thinks of, this, this show, right? And how can I connect with my external audience? But there's also, again, in B2B, especially there's a lot, there's internal audiences, there's, in, there's sometimes investors, especially in startups. And then we're also seeing companies that are like, okay, well, I don't have a podcast, but I have a lot of audio content. How can I turn conversations with my subject matter experts or leaders in my company? Or um, can I take video or uh, recordings of you know, our CEO speaking at such and such event? Well, pull the audio file from that and leverage that. And you can do the same thing. And you can definitely turn it into a podcast or you can use that audio content to, again, 
get more and more value to extract the full value from that conversation or that presentation. Yeah, that brings up an interesting point, which I hadn't thought of before, which is many podcasts now, of which I'm not one, right? Like would typically pair their podcast recording with a YouTube channel. Do you guys do anything or are you planning to do anything with the video at some point where you're also pulling those same clips tied to the audio, things like that? Yeah. I mean, at this point, if, if you were to say, are you guys planning to dot, 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 we would answer yes. yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Our roadmap goes into the infinity year. Um, Yeah. I mean, right now we're, we're looking at what are the most critical problems that we can solve for marketers. We're prioritizing those first. So if it happens to be, you know, tied to a very large contract, yes. yes. <laughs> um, but for the most part, right, we're, we're trying to solve uh, the, the most painful problem. So if YouTube and video becomes that piece that uh, marketers are like, I will totally buy into this once I can also use my video content. That's, you know, our job as a product team and as, a, as a company mm-hmm. to kind of pivot to that. So in case you didn't hear that, if you're listening <laughs> and would like to sign a large contract. Yes. Whatever answer, you want. The answer is yes. <laughs> yes. Always, always be closing. <laughs> right. Exactly. All right. So go back to the overall market then. So when you think about the initial slice of that market, so you went everywhere from we're a big brand, it, it really starts to look and feel a little bit more like entertainment content to the mid-sized company where you're actually ideally producing content that's walking somebody through the buying purchase or educating them about your product market, whatever, down to the, maybe the startup where it's the founder's voice and they're, they're kind of the face of the company. Those are three beautifully articulated segments. And I'm sure there's a couple more in there in between, but where are you starting from a focus perspective? <laughs> we both took a breath. <laughs> no, yeah, uh, I mean, we're we're kind of going after right now, experimenting with as many different groups as we can through user testing. But one of the things that we're distinctly trying to do is actually go through the agency model. And this was something that I'll have Lindsay actually mm-hmm. take point out because it was it was her wonderful idea. But it's something where we're as a product team trying to keep our mind open. You know, maybe there's an audience out there that this will attract that we maybe weren't looking at. So we're, we're attempting to kind of keep eyes on the back of our head. But yeah, Lindsay, if you want to talk a little bit more about the agency yeah, model. For sure. So I, um, I also have some experience from the agency side and then also in years of working with several different agencies. And, you know, they, they work a lot with a lot of different types of clients. Some have podcasts, some don't, some are entering into that world. And so we love the idea of partnering up with agencies and saying, okay, not only do we want to add value to you, again, whether you have a podcast, which would be fantastic, but if you don't, chances are you're doing a lot of audio interviews, recording, trying to capture great conversations and turn that into content or ideas or strategies for your clients. Awesome. Use Casted. And then also, who are you working with who would benefit from, from leveraging Casted for their podcast, for their audio content? So we are yeah, actively seeking agencies to work with in like a partnership, partner client type of setup. And then also still very, very much working with working directly with brands. I would say more in the mid-market to enterprise space. Mm-hmm. But that's again, as Adam said, we're we're working with a lot. We're we're putting a lot out there and we're we're still casting <laughs> a wide <laughs> a wide net just to see see where fit is. We're early, we're very early and not ruling anyone out while still staying very focused on what we're creating, just seeing who it's the best fit for. 
Yeah. So, I mean, if you, if you think about it, what's so attractive about that agency model is a lot of these marketing agencies are going out and they're working with clients and they've gone through the gamut. You know, they've, they've optimized their, their SEO. They've done a ton of content marketing. They're trying their best to get into video, although it's really expensive. And they're, have revamped their client's website 16 times. And the client's like, I really don't need a 17th iteration of my website. What else agency can you offer me to continue this valuable relationship? And podcasting is an amazing thing to add on. Again, because it is a great source of amazing content that you can ring out. And so for us, our tools make a ton of sense in that world uh, to bring the agency uh, value to all of their clients very easily. So that's kind of been something that we've been using to our advantage since the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Do you remember early on when I said you're allowed to say pass on any question I ask? Uh All right. Yep. (laughs) So is your plan to sell through those agencies where you're basically getting any lead that they give you, they're going to get some sort of kickback or preferred pricing or whatever the case may be? Is Is that the current business model? You know, we actually are playing around with both. So agencies like to be compensated different ways for showing revenue. For us, you know, we have considered this agency's eat free model, where if you bring enough customers on board, your podcast is free and it, you it can like use pays the tool. For itself, yeah, exactly. And- it makes, you know, us happy to be able to serve clients directly. At the end of the day, if we end up with a lot of partners who would rather have a white mo- or white glove model or a um, white label model. Yeah, they will. We're more than happy to have that discussion and figure out how that works. Mm-hmm. The product is, you know, in an early enough state that we want our biggest stakeholders to have a big voice in what it looks like, and we're nimble enough that we can make those moves pretty easily. Agencies out there. <laughs> you know. You tell us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that is that is one of the, the beautiful things about this stage. I mean, there's a lot of things that are difficult. There's a lot of things that are hard. There's a lot of right. conversations that it's like, you know, we're early. <laughs> Stay tuned. But this is one of the great conversations that I really love to have, which is like, you tell us. Yeah. We can be nimble. You know, yep, we've got one we've got one agency that we're partnering with that's pure referral. That's what they want. And that works really well for us. They send people to us. And yeah, we're happy to say thank you. And others are like, nope, I, I would love to sell this or I would love to just connect people with you directly. And we can be nimble at this stage, which right. is pretty great. Mm-hmm. As you look forward to kind of other trends that might be emerging in the market, what are some of the things that have you kind of excited for where you think you might be able to pull in either new technology or new mediums into what you're building at Casted? Or is that all too luxury at this point? And it's, you're, you're much more on third world problems of how do we make revenue? What features do we have? Things like that. But I, I would be interested in general of, of kind of your look at podcasting overall and what are some of the things that have you excited? I think for me, and this is why we're building Casted this way, is because I think it's the most exciting opportunity for marketers, is go create a great show in the way... I mean, you're the content marketer. You have your strategy. You know what makes most sense for your audience. Go do it. You know your budget. Go create a fantastic show. But the opportunity here is don't stop there. Don't make it disposable. Don't make it siloed, one-off content. Just ring it out. And I'm excited to see that. Because I think for for B2B in particular, what well, feels like podcasts have been around for a very long time, which they have. I mean, they were really a 
more than a decade into podcast land. But as far as brands are concerned, we're still very early. Brands are starting to jump on board and start and know because of what we've seen with blogging, okay, I need to do this right. You know, I need to create great content. Otherwise, I'm going to add to the noise. So again, go create great content, but don't stop. Make it part of your overall content strategy. Don't let it be siloed. Don't let it be one-off. Don't let it be something that's over here on the side that's not related to anything. Tie it all together. Make that the foundation. Start with a great conversation and pull additional content out from there. So go have a really awesome conversation with a subject matter expert. Make it really interesting. Turn that into a podcast, but turn it into blog posts. Turn it into white papers. Turn it into more podcasts. I'm excited to see what that does and how it changes how we experience brands because literally brands are able to literally and figuratively speak to their audiences now. So I'm excited to see what that looks like and to be a part of it, honestly. What about you? Yeah, no, I, no, I, I think, you know, all the things that we're kind of focused on are, are in that marketer space. What's exciting about podcasting in general is, is sort of what we're doing, well, definitely what we're doing. And then the space is, you know, evolving in a way that I think we're going to see in the next 10 years, you know, us unlocking a lot more interactivity with our podcasts. Um, I don't think anyone's quite cracked how to get the engagement looped back in or the audience looped back in. And I'm really excited to see how companies start doing that. A lot of the things that... Like our company. Right. <laughs> a lot of the things that are on our wish list and excite list is, you know, how can we get people um, involved in the content? So, you know, I don't care if that's a simple click or maybe it's, you know, a talk back, like just... What did you think, you know, and, and upload your voice and, and let, let us have that kind of asynchronous conversation. You know, SoundCloud has been around forever, but simply just being able to comment along somewhere in a podcast and see what people are thinking and, and have a, a, a broader conversation, whether that's an entertainment podcast or, or what we're talking about. That's awesome. I really think bringing that engagement into this medium is going to be really exciting. I'm also really excited to see how advertising continues to evolve in this space. Brands will, you know, inevitably, as they're creating their own content, also look to see how they can get involved in other content and how they can use the podcasting medium to, um, you know, to spend their ad budget, which is always <laughs> a, a challenge for marketing teams is where do I invest my dollars? And I think podcasting can be amazing revenue for advertisements. Um, once we we get past, you know, kind of the difficulties and the challenges that we've seen with uh, Apple and, and and Spotify, but has definitely started to evolve in the last few years. Interesting question that just occurred to me. As you get more, maybe this is just more of an idea than a question. As you get better at pulling value from existing content, so clips, blog posts, repurposing, whatever that is, it, it becomes interesting to think of what you're actually buying as a, as a sponsor on a podcast, right? Am I just buying the airtime when this thing goes live? Am I buying all the legacy airtime for the 20 years that this thing lives out there? Am I buying all of the repurposing of that content for the future? Are you guys touching that? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something where we think about, you know, how do we help our customers create a native experience you know for now we're really focused on marketers who are generating content to promote their brand 
but I can see, you know, sort of that inflection point in the product growing uh, past that to exactly what you're describing is how do we help marketers on a grander scale use the podcast as a medium for connecting with people just in a, in a broad sense. You know, we've, we've thought about and seen how native has advanced so much in advertising and created a much more personal, uh, integrated experience. There's no reason podcasting can't join that wave. Yeah, for sure. People want to learn more. Where do they go? Casted.us. And or you can say casted.us. Doesn't matter. That's fine. Either <laughs> way. Just come to the site. Yeah. <laughs> and if they would like to get a hold of one of you two, how do they do that? Um, so I'm Lindsay at casted.us. And I'm Adam at casted.us. You can also follow me on Twitter at Paterino, P-A-T-A-R-I-N-O. Yep. And I'm Blueprint MKT, like Blueprint Marketing um, on Twitter. Nice. All right, Lindsay, Adam, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate yeah, it. thanks so much. Thanks so much for having us. If you're thinking of launching a SaaS product, startup competitors can provide data on your closest competitors, survey potential users, or provide other product validation services. Learn more at startupcompetitors.com.